Welcome to a new edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. I'm Greg Pickle. Ryan Snyder is to my right if you're watching us on YouTube, and if not, you'll hear his voice soon. But it's a big day for us at Blue White Illustrated, so we have a big guest, Charles Power from On3. Blue White Illustrated is now a part of the On3 network. You can visit us, visit us, bluewhiteillustrated.com, sign up for just $1 for the entire year, right on the homepage. Charles, thanks for joining us. Welcome uh, to the podcast, and we're looking forward to getting to work with you. How are you today, and what is uh, the thing that Penn State fans have to look forward to now that On3 is uh, and Blue White Illustrated are partners? Yeah, man, we're, we're, we're pretty excited about it. Glad to have you all on uh, with On3. Um, I, I, think, I think the thing that Penn State fans will probably be the most excited about is, you know, our, our recruiting database, like our, our player database. Uh, it's, in terms of the information I think we'll have, uh, you can kind of, we started to roll it out in the last, you know, week or so. It's definitely uh, in its infancy, but like our plan for kind of rolling this out over the ne- over the course of the next year is, it's a pretty robust one. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot to be excited about there with like a lot of the products we have planned, um, the designs, and uh, you can kind of get a, a, a peak of it right now. But, um, you know, we're obviously going to keep working on it and, and adding to it. There's a, there's a lot of different elements. Um, you know, there's there's a player a player element, uh, you know, obviously recruiting. We have a, a, a tab strictly for the recruiting with kind of a unique visit center that, that tracks uh, uh, prospect visits over the course of their recruitment and kind of breaks that down. We have a scouting tab, which is kind of more of an in-depth scouting piece. Um, that will eventually fold into draft um, NFL draft for guys that are prospects in that. Uh, and then of course, we're going to have like a bunch of like different pages and products that have cross references, um, you know, back to recruiting. We have a, a product called RPM recruiting prediction machine, which kind of has some unique like machine learning stuff that's factored into uh, expert predictions. Um, so it, there, there's a lot of, of fun products for anybody that's a recruiting nerd like like me or I'm sure y'all <laughs> like all of us yeah kind of get the, the nitty-gritty on this stuff like there's like you know it's, it's, it's designed by people who like kind of live and breathe recruiting and kind of understand um and, and just the the whole player uh you know arc of, of their development and stuff and it's not just like it's not just recruiting like we kind of operate it like from this is like recruiting is kind of the you know the the the, the genesis of a player's career really um and then they we're going to track them all the way to to the pros so mm-hmm. um well i mean i'm i'm really excited about it like i we started working on this stuff like you know months ago and like the more and more you look at it you're like wow this is like pretty good stuff um so i think we're i think we're going to take it to another level it's just i think we're trying to be patient and, and kind of rolling it out and building it over the next year but um i'm obviously pretty excited about it so looking forward to it I can't hear you, Greg. There we go. Little technical difficulty. <laughs> uh, Charles is the director of scouting and rankings for On3 at On3.com. He's worked previously at 24-7. He started the National Scouting Service. He's been a little bit uh, every of everywhere, covering recruiting, covering prospects, covering the recruiting scene. So uh, let's get into it here for a little bit first. Uh, just first, Charles, you know, 
from the moment on three launched back in the summer until now, there's been a lot of progress. Uh, there's rankings out now. The database is coming along. Uh, let's just start, I guess, with, and Ryan, I'm going to go a little bit off script here, but let's just start a little bit with kind of where things are at this point uh, as we sit here on November 2nd, just in terms of uh, the, the the rankings and the recruiting database and the profiles and things like that. Mm -hmm. Where uh, are you guys at this point, and, and what should fans be really looking for? Yeah, so I with with the, the, the profiles, um, you know, most of the recruiting information we kind of have in, uh, we're, we're adding scouting, uh, a scouting element to it. Um, you know, you kind of go on like the, the top prospects for, for the class of 2022, they have what we call like scouting summaries. So that's going to be kind of like the elevator pitch on them as a prospect. Like, you know, if, if you've never seen Nick Singleton play, uh, you could pull that up and within a couple sentences kind of figure out like the, the, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of him as a, as a prospect. Um, and then we're, we're going to have like a scouting, a scouting journal, which is kind of, documents over the course of their career um entries we have on them it could be like a game it could be seeing them at a camp it could be they had an injury um just kind of tracks you know kind of curates the the progression of our evaluation of them over the course of mm -hmm. you know their their life as a prospect um so so that's an element as well um you know we're obviously going to have you know date like testing data track data um you know, size, speed, measurables, we call those like vitals. Um, so mm -hmm. we'll have all of that, but like that's kind of in the process of being rolled out. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it, we tried to think of anything you want to know about a prospect in, at least in terms of like the evaluation scouting piece, um, to have on that page. So, um, that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, you know, in terms of the rankings, uh, we have, uh, like we, what we call it the on 300 it's top 300 um, for the 22 and 23 cycles um, we're working on a 24 top 100 watch list which that won't be ordered one to 100 it'll just be 100 uh, mm -hmm. prospects from the class of 124 who will all be like four stars probably low four stars um, to me I just don't really like believe in like ranking those guys one to 100 because just from like a sample size it's it's tough to really parse those yeah. and you kind of just sets things up to be a little messy down the line. So, um, but yeah, we're in, you know, I think we're, we're in the process of, um, you know, putting, putting grades on the majority of the class of 2022. Uh, I think almost all the power five commits, like probably like 95 to hundred percent of them have grades. And then we're moving on to, to a group of five and uncommitted prospects, uh, obviously. So, um, that's kind of where we're at with the rankings. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have most of that stuff done, obviously, in the next couple weeks. So one thing I want to get into real quick before we switch to like specific kids is the difference between the consensus and, um, you know, at, at on three compared to 247. And it's it's kind of, is it weighted by the average size of all yeah. the classes? And, and that's one thing I've just had a lot of fans asking me about. I was wondering if you can kind of hit mm -hmm. on that. And and I assume it just, you know, as more kids commit, it, it grows more and and that's kind of how it's all weighed. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty proud of, of our, of our consensus um, ratings and rankings formula. So if you kind of think about, team recruiting rankings every year, we kind of see the same thing every year with kind of other formulas with this, where you, where you see a team that is elevated really highly and it might not be sustainable. Like they might just have a bunch mm -hmm. of commits early, have a, a top five class, and that's not something that 
you know, everybody's like, well, you know, once these other schools that have higher uh, recruit averages have higher commit averages. Which is to cut you off real quick. Their... Cut you off real quick. That was Penn State for the last like couple months. You know what I mean? Like that, that's exactly what, you know, everybody was typing up Penn State's number one class, but we knew that wasn't sustainable, you know, just because of how, how many five stars were left and a bunch of guys want to go to Georgia and Clemson and Alabama. So it, I think it's just important to note that because uh, we talk about that all the time on our page, but go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. So, no. So, uh, I mean, that's a perfect example. So I, I like this kind of doing it this way, creates really a, a real time projection and it kind of paces for, um, throughout the cycle. So just, I guess to kind of explain it. So it's, it's based off the, the recruit average. And it, it, it this is the only one that, that averages, um, all four major media services evenly, which I think mm -hmm. is an important, an important point. And so it averages those four evenly. And it, in terms of the, the number of how it's weighted in terms of the number of commits we're gonna we take basically the average of power five classes at that time and you know th that's kind of the the pace that that we use to you know to weight it basically so yeah um it, so if you have like you know if if we get to december and a school has a high average it has 14 commits and the average power five class is 18 like they'll be assessed a, a small penalty because you just can't sign 14 commits and have like, you know, and have a high average and like that's going to affect ultimately affect your class. So we we mm -hmm. factored in like a, a, a small penalty for schools that sign less. But this is done with the assumption that, you know, most schools do sign close to a full class. Um, class sizes fluctuate a little bit now with teams like saving scholarships for the transfer portal. So we didn't want to like we, we felt like it was it was necessary to kind of be fluid and, and how you, um, you know, in terms of the, the class size, instead of locking into a certain number, because that kind of fluctuates mm -hmm. every year. Like I think last year across college football, we saw, we saw the lowest amount of high school signees ever because um, mm -hmm. teams are holding, holding open scholarships for, for transfers. So um, I, I'm pretty excited about this. I think it'll be a very, like, or at least the most accurate real-time projection of what a recruiting class is pacing towards because um, typically especially when you get later in the cycle um you know schools with the highest average i feel like that's the 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 fans who really know how to track this like that's kind of what they go to first um mm -hmm. so i think making that a, a key component of this you know kind of gives us the best the best team um the best team rankings that, that are out there so I'm, I'm pretty excited about this we, when we when we put this together this is something i was I was kind of proud of our, our team working on. So did, did you, was that you, Charles? Was that your idea? I mean, I, you I, I, I definitely contributed to it, but there, some of this math is way over my head. So uh, <laughs> the heavy lifting, I, I can't take credit for any of that. Yeah. We're all journalists here. So no, That's nobody right. here yeah. knows how to do math. Yeah. But, this uh, is not a numbers yeah. podcast unless we're talking about rankings. And before <laughs> we get into one of Penn state's uh, most highly rated and decorated commits, let me just follow up on one point you just made there. What else, when people come to On3, when people come to Blue White Illustrated, you mentioned that it's the only uh, rankings out there that average all four equally. What else can people look for from just On3 that's going to set On3, Blue White Illustrated's recruiting coverage apart? Yeah, I, I think I think the, the, the products within the database um, are going to be unique. I think the recruiting prediction machine, like which is the prediction element um, mm -hmm. on on kind of, you know, 
forecasting where, where uh, recruits, where prospects, we think they're going to go. I think that's going to be definitely pretty unique um, for that kind of product. I think the visit center on the profiles is, is unique as well. Uh, it, it kind of creates, you know, I think people who follow recruiting, we always kind of say like, you know, follow the visits, um, especially now that guy uh, prospects can, can get back on campus. I mean, I, I know the 20, 2021 cycle was pretty weird with that for sure. Cause they, they couldn't, you know, the, I guess they could, they couldn't take like guided visits or whatever. But um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that like, following visits is, is, is highly predictive. And I think the way we had that laid out is, is very um, like functional, easy to follow. Um, it kind of cuts through the noise there. Um, I think, I, I think some of the products on our database, like we're going to have a bunch of historic data that's kind of laid out in a way where you can like follow trends. Like you could say like, you know, Penn state's recruiting a defensive end from Delaware, you know, they have a pretty high success rate. We're going to have stuff that can kind of point specifically within situations and kind of show you like historical trends, um, trend lines and stuff like that. And, um, you know, having like coach pages uh, of all the prospects that prospects they've signed. And then I, I think we're going to, you know, eventually fold in NFL draft stuff with this as well. So, you know, you look at a, you look at a, a player's page and it'll start with their high school, you know, go to college and then go to draft. And the draft element is, is really kind of something I think that, you know, kind of co- looking at this thing from like a, uh, a complete like career arc will probably separate mm-hmm. our, ours a little as well. It's not just recruiting. Yeah, the 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 state databases are like the one thing that I'm super excited about. You know, yeah. like you, you mentioned Delaware DN. I mean, that's denied Dennis Sutton. Like we we can use as a comparison, right? And he's at McDonough, and McDonough has sent how many kids to Penn State now? You know, Devon Ellis, right. PJ Mustafer, and, and and so basically, fans fans are going to go. You're going to be able to search McDonough and you're going to find all the players who have left McDonough and you're going to see a ton go to Penn State. And then you're going to know their average star rating at McDonough. You're going to know the other schools that have had success at McDonough. And and we're just going to be able to find different ways, um, you know, mm-hmm. to, for fans to really just to do a deep dive and, and find the schools that uh, are producing the most talent and then also the states that are producing the most talent. So we're going to know, uh, OK, we like it's it's common sense, right? That Florida, Texas, California, they've always been the top the top states for talent right but now we're really going to know well where's pennsylvania in that mix are, are a lot of people have always talked at pa being you know six seven behind a couple other schools well you know now we're really going to get a get a feel for for where they rank so that's just like from my perspective and when i was going through this process that was something i was super excited about uh, but i don't let's uh let's get into a couple player ratings real quick uh you, you're You've done a great job with this. Uh, I think you you guys had Drew Allar as the number one quarterback in the country. 247 um, has since done that as well. And, and you know, you, you used to work for 247. Um, so yeah. we, we have uh, a lot of a lot of crossover uh, with, with on three and, and, and some things that yeah. uh, I think we I think we see things similarly, I guess you would say. Uh, but but just with Drew, uh, why why is he the number one quarterback in the country to you? Uh, I got to saw I got to see him up close against Stone Monroe Falls this year. Incredible game, uh, like four hundred yards passing. I think it was like a career high, basically. Uh, but just what what's um, what stands out to you about mm-hmm. Drew, and why is he number one in the country? Yeah, I mean, I, to me, I I think he made a very strong case to be the number one number one quarterback in the country, coming off of just seeing him throw in person at, at the Elite Eleven. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the first thing is just his arm talent. I would probably say, you know, just overall arm talent, not, not just arm strength, but his ability to have a variety of throws, throw from different platforms, um, throw with accuracy, uh, layer the layer the football. Um, I, I think he probably is the top arm talent that I've seen in, in, in the in the 
2022 cycle. So you kind of start there. Um, obviously, he's a big framed kid. He has, you know, great stature. Uh, but to me, like what really has kind of separated him this fall is he's kind of translating those those physical traits onto the field. Like, I mean, he's having a great senior season. And this is a school that's not like a traditional power. Like, I guess they're, you know, undefeated um, regular season, putting up really good numbers. Um, I think when you watch him play as well, uh, you know, just the fact of like the fact that he can kind of make these second reaction plays, um, you know, small window throws, uh, really like I think the term I used to kind of describe his arm, he's got like a really like pliable arm, can throw from different arm slots, arm angles, um, just just, you know, ha- has a, kind of a unique skill set in terms of just how he, how he is as, as a passer. Um, you know, probably the biggest question with him would be like long term if you're projecting like towards NFL draft. I don't see this affecting him a ton in college, but just would be like the most. He's a good athlete, not an elite athlete. He can pick up like yards on the ground. And I think it's helpful, too, that they kind of employ him a little bit as a, like a design runner, um, you know, in in those empty sets. They run a lot at his high school. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just it, it it's a weird year with with. with a weird cycle with quarterback recruiting. You know, obviously I think everybody kind of had Quinn Ewers tabbed as the number one guy going into the, the season. Um, but, you know, f- physically like I, Drew Aller is probably more talented as, as a passer, like just arm, you know, arm talent, I guess, than, than yours, but yours was so accomplished at the high school level, um, you know, playing top competition in, in Texas, a guy, a guy we've known about for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, Aller is a guy who definitely has like a, a ton of upside. I think we're seeing him continue to ascend as a senior, which, you know, just doing this, like, I, I think it's something that uh, one of my biggest, like, just overall philosophies with high, evaluating high school prospects is you want um, you want players who, who are getting better and better as a senior. It's something I think that the senior year doesn't always, you know, line up perfectly with recruiting um you know schools have to make evaluations really early a lot of times they're evaluating these these prospects when they're in 10th grade and you see guys Mm -hmm. who get way way better like you know generally speaking like we don't really know exactly how good these guys are until they're seniors and a lot of Mm -hmm. times they're already committed um so i think the fact that drew drew aller is is playing so well as a senior has to be very encouraging um if, if if you're penn state and I'm excited. I know they're getting to the playoffs. Um, I'm excited and kind of seeing how deep they can go. Like they're going to probably be playing some really good teams. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's right now, I think he's, you know, certainly he's our number one quarterback and we'll kind of see how it shakes out. We'll see all those guys in all-star games and in the playoffs. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how it shakes out, but he's, I think he's done enough to put himself, you know, in, in a number one spot so far. This awesome. is the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. I'm Greg Pickle, joined by, of course, my usual partner in crime, Ryan Snyder. And we have the Director of Scouting and Rankings with us from our On3, Charles Power, with us. Remember, Blue White Illustrated is now a part of the On3 Network. Join us at bluewhiteillustrated.com, where we have a special $1 for an entire year promotion going on right now. Get that more Penn State recruiting news, national recruiting news, and, of course, college football coverage at Blue White Illustrated. Charles, moving to another player that you guys are higher on in Penn State's class than maybe most is Nick Singleton. Obviously, everyone has him as one of the top running backs, but at on three, he's number one. What puts him ahead of uh, LSU commit Trevante Citizen or Georgia commit Branson Robinson or some other guys um, across the country who I think are all maybe a piece of that conversation, but at on three, it's Singleton is the number one. What's the main reason for that? Yeah, I I think that Nick Singleton – 
I would say is, from what I've seen, just as an overall player, is probably the most explosive running back in, in, in this cycle. If you watch him, you flip on his senior video, and, like, that's just the word that comes to mind. This guy is, like, very explosive. He is powerful, well-built. Uh, you know, he has track speed with, you know, documented sub-11 second uh, times in the 100 meters. Um, just an overall great athlete, but he is a it, – it's not just, like, a sprinter. Like, this is a powerful, functional running back who is completely dominating, uh, you know, his competition in, in Pennsylvania. I think he's, I mean, I'm sure y'all probably are more uh, updated on his stats than me, but I think when I looked at it, he was averaging like around 15 yards a carry um, mm-hmm. and just, just mowing through uh, defenses. And, and uh, so I, I think you look like, you look at that. I mean, I, I always start with, with running backs. I start with production, speed um, and frame. And he, checks the boxes on all of those. Then you kind of look at his running style. He's kind of a violent runner, downhill runner, but he can change directions as well as, you know, as well. Powerful, runs through arm tackles at the second level. Um, just a, a lot to like there. Uh, I, I think he's also, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he's also played like played a little defense. Um, mm-hmm. They throw him in the ball a little bit. So uh, I, I think, you know, he was in the mix to be the number one running back entering the senior season, and I think he's having – probably pretty comfortably the best senior season of all of those guys he's in the mix with. And you factor in his physical traits. And yeah, I think to me, he's you know, kind of separated himself as the number one back so far. And, you know, he'll certainly be one that's kind of in the five-star conversation, um, you know, before it's all said and done. Like I, I would have a hard time seeing him not being heavily in the mix there. Awesome, man. Uh, and he's also an awesome kid too. Like that's the one thing I, I stress to people is just like an awesome leader, you know, great in the classroom. Like there's a lot of other things aside from just being an awesome player about Nick that uh, fans mm-hmm. are going to love. So that's just something to keep in mind. But I want to hit on two last guys quick before we let you go. Uh, some guys that are a little different with on three uh, in Penn State's committed class compared to 247 and rivals. And, and one of them is Cam Miller. Uh, he's a four star. Mm-hmm. It's a 247, I believe, uh, and a three star. Um, you know, with rivals, Cam's like a really quiet kid. He's one of those guys I've struggled to really get to know. I'm not sure how much you you guys have seen him, or or if you've even done the evaluation on him. Maybe somebody else in the network mm-hmm. did. But have you seen him much? Cornerback uh, from Trinity Christian. Um, he's playing a little bit of everything yeah. for them. Have you seen Cam much? Yeah, he he first kind of jumped jumped on my radar. Um, he had some good te- he had some like good testing numbers like right around early. Um, I think it was like a camp, like right before um, COVID, like in, in yeah. 2020. Um, at, at one, I think it was like at the UC Report uh, combine in, in Jacksonville. Uh, so you kind of jumped on my radar there. Um, I, I think the first thing was when he was at Fernandina Beach prior to transferring to Trinity, he played quarterback. And I, I, that's one thing, like if you look at top corners, like defensive back, uh, safety corners, draft picks. You really like guys that that play uh, on offense because a lot of times it's, there's mm-hmm. it's like a best, best athlete situation. Um, they're functionally af- athletic, uh, can do a lot of different things. So I, I like the fact that he played quarterback. Um, and then you you could watch him play QB and just say, okay, like you know, obviously he kind of projects a little bit as a DB. Um, and then since transferring to, to Trinity Christian, we've seen that more. Um, I I just think he's he's a just kind of a, like a natural athlete, good feet, um, you know, can, can redirect, uh, obviously obviously showed the athleticism in the combine setting and then at, as, as a quarterback as well. So um, he's one that I've always been a little higher on than everybody else, it seems. Um, and he's going up against mm-hmm. a good competition at Trinity. He's probably kind of making the transition into being a full-time DB 
And so he's, you know, getting his technique down and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, th I think just the athleticism and I think I've always been a little higher on his, his, you know, athleticism and kind of just, he's a little, maybe a little more of a projection, um, at least was early, less so now that he's playing full-time DB at, at Trinity. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, but uh, he, he's one I definitely like. What, one thing I was going to add there, yeah. one, th one thing I was going to add there quick, Greg, is he, he ran a high four five and, and had a four, I think it was a four, two shuttle at that camp. And that was, you know, two years ago and, you know, guys continue to progress and stuff. So, I mean, realistically, you know, he could probably be a sub four, two now yeah. and, uh, you know, probably has that 40 down, you know, a little bit closer to, you know, low four, five or something like that. So I, I, say, I just like, and I would say, go ahead. Yeah. I, I would say too, at those camps, like that's one thing we have to, maybe the fans don't, don't won't won't know but like there's different timing devices at these camps and so like the, the camp that he ran a four five a four five eight i think it was that is mm -hmm. uh an electronic time and it's a laser start laser finish it's actually probably a more rigorous timing uh method than like the nfl combine the nfl combine i think is a hand start laser finish and this is a laser start laser finish and so just to kind of you know compare uh any like if, if you're running a, a sub four seven at those camps like that's very fast like the fastest players in the country i, I haven't seen a time really faster i don't think than a, a mid four four so mm -hmm. a four five eight is very fast at those camps awesome, very man. good and then so if cam miller's maybe the guy who some see as underrated obviously you guys don't but maybe not the highest rated guy, but could have a high impact on Penn State quickly. If Ham Miller's that guy's on defense, I think a lot of people feel like it could be Tyler Johnson on offense, a receiver out of uh, Virginia who visited Penn State numerous times over the summer and then ended up committing to the Nittany Lions during that pretty uh, gigantic stretch run there in June, July that, that has made up most of this Penn State class of 2022. He's a four-star on three, three-star elsewhere. Why are you guys so high on him? And is there any similarities to be drawn in terms of uh, what you just talked about with Miller speed on the, the Tyler Johnson side of things? Yeah, I think I'm kind of interested to see where he, where he ends up elsewhere too, because, you know, Virginia, Virginia kind of had a weird deal where they didn't have a fall season um, and it got pushed to the spring. So we kind of had the advantage when we were putting this together um, of, of factoring in spring seasons. And I, he had a, a great spring season, uh, you know, I guess in what would be his, his junior year officially, I think he had like 13 touchdowns in four games. Um, you mm -hmm. know, like you can kind of see on the video there, just does a lot of different things. Um, a guy who could probably line up outsider in the slot, hand the ball off to him, just an overall athlete, just a really good football player um, who, who is kind of a, a dominant guy. If, I mean, if he's out, if, if he had 13 touchdowns in four games, is well over three touchdowns a game and, and does it a lot of different ways. You know, as you can see there, plays on both sides of the ball. Um, so I just liked his overall playmaking ability. Uh, and, and just you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to deny the, the production in, in the video he, he, he put on as a junior. Um, so I think that I think the fact that he did that kind of in the middle of the spring, um, a little under the radar in, in Virginia with, with their schedule, um, I think that might have played into it. And we, we, we kind of had the advantage of you know factoring that into our, our initial, initial ranking. So we'll see if, it, if others catch up there, but I just thought he had a great, I just he had a great year. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. Well, uh, anybody else? I don't know. We're, maybe we're putting you on the spot here. Is there anybody else in the class that kind of stands out to you? I mean, I, I know you have to deal with a ton of kids between, you know, uh, Dennis I mean, Sutton, Caden Saunders. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so I, I was going to say, I, I recently, um, you know, kind of 
looked at like uh, the, the the two junior college guys, the two Lackawanna guys, um, and kind of working on 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 the JUCO rankings. You know, I think, I mean, I'm sure y'all know very well. Like Penn State's got a pretty good success rate at, at, at Lackawanna. You know, think about Jaquan Brisker. Um, so so they're kind of tied in there. I think you know JB Nelson and, and Tyrese Mills are both good gets. Um, there and I, I think it's I think it's very like that's just a, a smart recruiting strategy for Penn State like this. That's they obviously aren't a program that's going to rely super heavily on on the junior college uh, guys. But you know you think about Lackawanna's in your backyard. You have a good relationship with the staff. Um, you can get guys to like a lot, a lot of Lackawanna's roster are players from the area, at least like kind of the you know mid Atlantic area. So you know you aren't really recruiting guys from California. So they're they're familiar with Penn State. Um, so I think I think those two jump out. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Who, I mean, Abdul Carter was one who was a, a a riser for us as a senior. I you know Ryan, I mm-hmm. talked to you about him. Like just the athleticism. That, I mean, this guy can fly, and he's he's big striker. Um, I think seeing him as, as a senior kind of shed some light on on how talented he is, and the guy who really obviously runs well. Like I think I mean, he's just fun to watch with with his striking mm-hmm. ability and how quickly he closes and kind of just a violent, a violent linebacker. Um, and I, I know you all have seen a lot of those guys at Penn state and he, he seems kind of be to fit the mold there. So he would be another one that I would, that I would be pretty excited about. Yeah. With him, it's just whether he grows into a DN, he's so big, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like that's, I just saw him play McDonough a couple of weeks ago and I mean, that's the whole thing, but he, I mean, a legit like mid four, five, five, uh, 40, you know, that's hand time, of mm-hmm. course, but, uh, the guy can really move. So awesome. Yeah, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he, he plays that fast too, for sure. Mm-hmm. Charles, anything you want to pitch, anything fans should be looking for at on three sports and on three recruiting before we get you out of here? Yeah, I would just, um, you know, just, just, just hang with us. Like uh, I, I think we're going to, as we continue to roll out the database, I would just get in the database and, um, you know, snoop around. And I think once, once, as we continue to roll out the different products, um, you know, I, I think that, that it'll definitely be something fans like. You, I mean, you can follow us, obviously, on on 3.com, on all the social media stuff. I think we have a lot of stuff going on there as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, just, I would just stay tuned to On3. On3 it's going to be awesome. Is the Twitter handle at On3Sports. There's also at On3Recruits, which is where you're going to find a lot of the stuff from Charles and his team. Charles is on Twitter, too. Give him a follow at Charles Power as Blue White Illustrated and On3 team up to continue covering, of course, Penn State football here. And you'll get all the national and other news you need to know from the team at On3Recruits and On3Sports. Charles, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. All right, that's been another edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. For Ryan Snyder, I'm Greg Pickle. Don't forget, check us out, bluewhiteillustrated.com, where you can sign up for ON3 today. We will catch you next time.